Buenas noches, San Antonio. Welcome to your Puro SAFC mid-season review. This is Matt here. And Clayton out with uh, La Gente. Is that is that right? Or El Gente, Matthew? They're playing La Chona. This is La Gente, <laughs> man. I know it ends in E, but it's a La word. Don't ask me why. All right. Just, Good. Know why. I'm glad. I, I thought about that before. I was like, we're getting out with the people, man. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we haven't broadcast from out here before, have we? Yeah. Where are we, Clayton? Tell me about it. We're, uh, we're out looking at Toyota Field, the home of uh, SAFC, our team, Puro SAFC. And... Uh, and uh, we're out tailgating a little bit and podcasting, letting people uh, letting people know about SAFC and uh, and uh, what we do, Matthew. Yeah, I'm sitting here at a table in a Carta Blanca chair next to my car, looking at the highway overpass and the stadium. And you know what? Man, if you find some shade out here, this is a pleasant place to be in the middle of July, Clayton. For sure, for sure. It's, it's definitely something that everybody, family should come out and do. I, I might not learn anything about soccer tonight, but I'm going to learn something about tailgating in July, and that's it. We can do this, <laughs> yeah. and I will be back yeah, if I get a free beer. No reason not to. No you reason not to. I love free beer, Clayton. It's dollar beer night. I mean, I might spend $4 tonight. <laughs> Best entertainment value in the, the city. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's talk, man. All right, so we're going to do a little review of SAFC. It's been half a season. I think they played our 18th game out of 34. Our record right now, five wins. Eight losses and five ties, so sub 500 by three games. Clayton, we're going to start off with an opening statement. Your thoughts on, on what you've seen this last three or four months watching this team. So I came into the season with really high expectations, maybe expectations that probably were too high um, with as much turnover as we have had on the roster. And... Um, and Maybe that's a good thing, but um, as the season, first half of the season progressed, those expectations have, have had to be tempered. And um, there were some blows early that, that had me tamp like temper those expectations. But I'm not going, I'm not going into the break negative. Uh, I'm going into the break positive because I think we ended on the highest note of the, of the highs of the season with that 3-0 win over Austin. And I'm not trying to turn this into a game-by-game -game comparison, but I'm starting with the beginning of the first half, and I'm ending with the end of the first half, and and I'm in a good, positive mood about the team after after that Austin game. I remember you were pretty disappointed after the first two games, a loss and a tie at home, and yep. you, you were down. Yeah, I went. I did go down quick, and uh, but... Um, but like I said, I think I set my expectations too high and, and didn't recognize that there were going to be growing pains with all the turnover on the roster and, and new formations and new, just a lot of new, you know? And, um, and it takes time to make, that, to make that work and it takes time to figure out. And luckily, I think we still have that time left in the season looking ahead, um, but, I don't, but we're not turning it into that show. Uh, I think this, is, this should definitely go in that direction, you know? We got to look okay. forward. But I'm going to pick a bone here. I, you really think that transitioning and feeling each other out, is that what happened? I mean, there's got to be some answer, you know, uh, and that's the best that I have. Does there? I, I think, you know, I mean, there, there definitely is something different going on now than what was going on at the, begin, at the beginning of the oh, season. It's felt like a roller coaster, hasn't it? it that's, and like I said, I've, I've used the the – pithy phrase the best of times the worst of times multiple times throughout the season yeah but it's pretty uh it's pretty appropriate don't you think it's gotta be you know like we've had some 
we've had some moments where we were just pretty almost embarrassed by things that happened on the field uh, to the point where where we're you know talking about it a lot but then we've also had some some really good fun exciting new things that we weren't expecting also yeah you know yeah so what, what kind of opening statement do you have well, it's maybe not that convincing, Clayton, but this is honestly the first time I've really been a fan, I'd say. I've been a season ticket holder for these four years of SAFC. I've, I've come out to the stadium alone or with my kids or with you and watched the soccer, but kind of like I watch a sitcom. Like, you know, laugh, cry, go home. What a, not cry, laugh, ha-ha, let's go home, fun times. You're not thinking about it after the game. Oh, no. And, you know, it's been really cool to do this podcast and, and to watch the team and to care. And, whoa, my... Oh, so, no, I'll get our roster. You're good, yeah, our, pre, our roster just flew away. Oh, friend of podcast, Alex, helping us out. Alex, thank you. That is a friend of the podcast right there. That's Alex. So I'll tell you what. Yeah. Thanks for joining in this week, Alex. Thanks for having me. Our resident goalkeeping uh, analyst. Viscosi's <laughs> starting tonight. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. Breaking news. On Tuesday night, when you hear this, it's not going to be that breaking. But good for him. You know, I was just in the in the parking lot here talking to a new friend of the pod, Judd, who's a Mission City Firm guy. Okay. He's talking to me about the team, and he said, they spent a lot of money, he said, and there were high expectations. And every game we watch on the road, the announcers point out the strength of our roster and how many good players we have. And as a guy who just came to watch the soccer for the last three years, just to see what happened without kind of like any expectations, I had no idea that this was a big roster and that we were supposed to be a really good team. So I didn't have those high expectations to be disappointed. But even with no expectations, you can see the quality in moments and you wonder why it doesn't connect. So it's been a roller coaster. It's been frustrating. It's been an enjoyable experience to sit here and try to analyze what they could do better or right and, and to be as befuddled as I think the players and the coach probably are. Right. Or if, and if we make some kind of uh, prognostication or something that we'd like to see and they do it and it works, there's a, that's, that feels nice too, right? Like we've talked about like, just play the kids. And wow. sure enough, they've been playing. They they started playing the kids there the last three weeks. Can I go and there? We, yeah, let's 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 do it. I mean, what a great change! Here we were two months ago talking about Tacoma Defiance, and I was really excited about this USL team that was embracing the kid movement, playing youngsters like 16, 17, 18 year old. And now SAFC, we blink, and all of a sudden they're scoring goals, playing important roles. On one night, we could have four guys under the age of twenty starting, right? Like, oh yeah. Uh, you know, with Pirano and Price and Bryant and Gallegos. Yeah. Well, Price has yet to start, but he oh, plays. I'd say we could, though. We could, we and he could. regularly plays. Right. Um, so I am happy to see that uh, evolution of the team. If, if it's at the at this expensive results, um, I think that I'll deal with that. So I get maybe to, maybe to summarize kind of both our opening statements, it seems like things started, they, they thought they were going to go a certain way. And they've ad-libbed, and they've they've made adjustments like any team has to, and and right now it looks like those adjustments are are trying to, to better the team and trying. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think in the IT in the tech world that's called a pivot. Okay, all right. Um, and we've pivoted to the youth, and you know, as a high school coach, Clayton, that would almost always happen. You think a guy's better because they're older and they're stronger and they're faster. And I would always tell them on the first day of the season when I was an experienced coach, I'd say, you know what, you may be here, this may be where you're at, 
but it's a long year. And when, when I look back at past years to say, oh, Clayton was playing starting striker in our playoff game against this team, and you look back and think, I never saw that coming at the beginning of the season. And you're also saying that uh, with time, kids can become jaded or, or players can become jaded, and there's something about the younger kids maybe being hungrier and, and having that hunger out on the field. That yes. makes up for maybe can make up for some some experience and some know-how, right? Yes. I mean, would okay. you rather a guy who wants it or a guy who's skilled and knows it? Right. But that's what you're getting at, right? And that's I, I see the, the parallel you're making, like what's going on here. I, I don't want to cut us off, but we're kind of pivoting towards trends and players. Yeah. And we want to talk about uh, reviewing some stuff, yeah? All right, you want to get into our player uh, awards? Yeah, uh, yeah, let's do that. Do you have anything now, else to say about the big team picture? No, I think we both gave some opening statements. Now let's give some uh, evidence of those <laughs> Towards those opening statements, because nothing you or I say is actually evidence, right? You know. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going lawyer. All right, on you. counselor. Yeah. Uh, let me just say what we're going to do. We're going to do uh, superlatives for. We're going to do a few awards. We're going to do a most superlative award. Three players we've each picked as our most superlative players of the year, of the first half of the year. Then we're going to go most disappointing player. Then we're going to do biggest surprise player. And we'll end with a couple listener questions about the team and the coach and what we see moving forward in the second half of the season. Gotcha. Does that sound fair, Clayton? Yep. Yep. Our first award is the most superlative award, and you get the first choice. So um, go for it. I, I, it took me a while to think of, or I thought about this for a while today, off and on, and um, I just I have to go with Joseph Yarrow. He's, ah. he's been a constant the entire time. Um, we've talked about him very little. And the one time I know that we did talk about him a lot, that mix-up that he had with uh, Cardoni, um, or Cardone, uh, that was that was us debating where the mix-up was, not that like he definitely did something wrong or he definitely, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like very, he, he's just been really solid. And there, think about how many changes they've gone through a change of formation, they've gone through changes of personnel in the back and the way that they're playing, and. He's just been he's been you can just count on him. And so I have to put him number one for no for no other reason other than the consistency and the, uh, what, it, what it looks to me like just dedication to the cause, you know, which which is definitely something I factor in, you know, like he is he is selling out every every game. I love to see that. Good. All right. Couldn't agree more. I have nothing to add except that he was number one on my list as well. And you, you took him off my list. So that's one less player I've got to mention. Okay. I'll go with my second pick. It's going to be Matt Cardone, Clayton. All right. You know, it's it's been a, a roller coaster season, and I don't think I would pick Matt Cardone for USL Keeper of the Year. He's not someone that comes out and wows you. But on a team that's had good games and bad games and we can't string two results together, he's there every week. He does the job he's going to do. You put him on the team sheet not once in this whole two months of podcasting have I looked at you and we questioned should they bench Cardone was Cardone he might cause a goal here and there by a slight misstep but he's not making howlers he's not making mistakes and I, despite his distribution which sometimes leaves something to be desired he's consistent you know what you're going to get and he brings it every week I, I totally agree with you Matt and he actually was my uh, he was my number two as well and once again, I don't know if we mentioned this, we did not share lists Agreed. ahead of time, correct? Wait, we thank did not, you for pointing that out. We've we got three each. We did not talk about, about this beforehand. We did not compare notes. This is totally uh, from the hip for, for both of us. Yeah. Um, uh, just one more thing I'd mention uh, about Cardone. Uh, just like you said, you don't have to um, worry about him being like, 
a problem in the locker room as well or like where the rest of the team is worrying about like dude are we going to play are, are we going to play as hard as we can and then he's going to do something that's going to and then that that creates like the sense of of doom you know and there's and you i haven't gotten that from him at all this season can we all. talk about that for the non-soccer playing listeners for a second yeah please you know we've both been on teams or the same team <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes oh yes where you've got a keeper has a howler in him and for non-soccer fans a howler is a great term yeah. for when the goalie does something that just makes you howl because it's ridiculous and awful Yeah, and it's not a good thing I even invented I even invented a term for the guy that played goalie that we're talking about where we're not, not going to mention, mention a name, his name. it was uh, oh, yeah, the it was R- called RP, RPMs <laughs> and it stood for the person the letter of his first name per match like RPMs in a car you know <laughs> like but but how many how many blanks per match were there going to be and it's basically a, a, a mistake that leads almost directly to a goal right? yes, or exactly. should Exactly, where everybody just turns around and throws their hands up in the air and says, what are you going to do? Yeah, and he has had no RPMs this year. Gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) So, does it come back to me? It does, Clayton. All right, so my final most superlative uh, is Jack Barnby. I bet you never saw that one coming. His highs have been high. Okay. That that free kick he hit with time, uh, in in extra time to to draw, like... uh, to uh, to keep our uh, our home streak alive and um, and he had he had been down some um, he's done some, some good he's done some he's been and he's been a constant as well minus the red card he's he's always been there and he's been playing he'll do some stuff that obviously makes you you know th- but he also does some stuff that everything good comes off of yes like think about how often we talk about our good stuff and he's part of it right yes and you know what I would respond with I didn't see it coming but I totally see where you're coming from and I think for me if this team is going to be good this year they need a good Jack Barnby don't they yes he he is what he would he makes us better when he's playing good we're playing good and even sometimes when we're playing bad he's able to rescue the team yes he can be a match winner but boy he can also be a match loser Unfortunately, and I would love to see him do nothing but have good games the second half of the season. Yeah, so I think it could lead to a run for the team. Maybe I'm maybe I'm throwing a little bit of positive vibe in there and, 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 and hopeful thinking and wishful thinking, but it's hard to argue with for someone else that should be third on the list. And and you're going to be able to give that argument because I bet you don't have Jack Barnby as your third. No, I've got a surprising one as well. Tell My me. third one is Pekka. Wow. Yes. I did now, think about that, but <laughs> but and I'm sure you'll file your disclaimer with yours, but go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, so how many games do you think Peck has played, Clayton? I don't know. Three? Four? Yeah, me too. But I think if anyone on this team has raised his stock this year, you know, Josh Yarrow, former MLS number two pick, we know he's talented. Matt Cardone, good year last year, good year this year, but Pekka, by his absence, his absence has been notable and the team has been a new team when he's been back. Yep, um, hard to argue with any of those statements. He's he's made us be a winning side, a more consistent side. He just brings a nice – he's like a a warm blanket that you just cuddle up and you're like, that's a Saturday night with Pekka. Right. And you know what makes him that much more valuable is that, you know, one of my top criteria that I've used is consistency in the lineup and dependability. Well, he hasn't been there, and you're totally discounting that and putting him – not discounting it, but, but you're saying what he has brought and what he potentially brings – 
it outweighs that, right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, I'm also saying that his absence creates a hole in the lineup that no other player's been able to fill. And just by playing three games, I can see that this team with Pekka is a different team from this team without Pekka. And that's not disparaging towards anybody. That's just no. he does have something a little different. Yes. There's something going on a little bit different about the way we carry ourselves and and the confidence with which we play when he's on the field. I agree. Okay. I agree. All right. Okay, Clayton, it's your turn. So, um, to ask me. So, we're switching categories now, right? Yep. Okay, so we've moved on. And uh, now we're going to our uh, biggest disappointments, Matthew. I know, let's get a little teary and sad here and, uh, and talk about what's been disappointing and who specifically has been disappointing to you. Well, uh, loyal listeners, I love the flip here because my most disappointing is Jack Barnby. It's got to be. He's, he shows his class. He's so good at moments, and he's so far from that goodness at other moments. And I love the great Barnby, and the, the disinterested Barnby drives me crazy. So, you you know, if we were picking teams to play out here in the parking lot, yeah. I'm pretty sure him or Pekka would be our first picks. Right. And he would school everybody in the game. He's a great player. But it's disappointing to see his body language. And then we were already talking about this a month ago, six weeks ago, when we were in a bad spell for the team. And then to see him get a red card at, at, at that game and kind of just unravel, take his shirt off, walk in the locker room. I, I get it. I don't hate the guy. I hope he turns it around the second half of the year. I do. I'm not being facetious. But uh, it's disappointing that he's not able to put it together because he's a player that for me, and I'm sure for you too, if he were to light it up here, he'd be back in the MLS next year. Very possibly. He, he's a player that him and Jamison maybe are the two guys that could move up and move out. When guys go on international duty and MLS is still playing, Barnby's definitely on a, on a roster, right? Oh. You know? He, he, I think he could go play for the Dynamo tonight and on his good day be a a, a better player. Yeah. On his bad day, I don't obviously that's what he needs that's what we are hoping is ironed out for I, me. So I see that and and so I'll jump in and I'm going to mess with the format a little bit. I had him as my mo- second most disappointing player. So I had him in both my you see that? Like yeah, I get it. Okay. And I I wanted to say someone else too, but I like the symmetry of saying that even though I do agree that he's been one of our best, right. he's also in this bad days one of our worst. And I'm going to take us on semi tangent. Semi. Let's do it. Um, does he immediately come back in the starting lineup Woo! when we're playing when we're playing a game that, that matters? You asking me? I am asking you. Next week? Yes. Hell no. Okay. Yeah. You win 3-0 without. Oh, that is the definition of a. What do you do? It's like carry on, stay calm, carry on. You guys won. What is it? What are you telling the team if he goes back in the lineup? I know. Good job, guys. Y'all won 3-0. Uh, now uh, Jack's back, so we put him in. And not to punish him, but to punish him. <laughs> Alex and I were talking before, um, and he said, well, you know what? You know what? He's got to earn it. He's got to earn it. So maybe maybe you make him start tonight. You make him start tonight against Cardiff, you know, like against guys that he may have grown up with playing, and you make him show me you're a leader. You know what I'm saying? You, you put a hodgepodge team out there. Yep. Not no. like you're setting him up to fail, but you, you, want, you want to make him – Make him show that he wants to be here and that he wants to be a positive influence. Dude, you, you, you're disagreeing, but but I'm not. What I'm saying, that's not. You don't think that's crazy, do you? I think it's not the right attitude for a coach to have because you put him in tonight. Tonight's an all-star game, Clayton. If you haven't picked up on our already, we're at the Cardiff City friendly. It's great. It's fun. It's the all-star game for this team. It's our little break. 
you don't earn the respect of your teammates by beating up on a team that's here on vacation for the week. Yeah. You when it matters and we're playing for points, you don't do that bad stuff, bad word that I can't say on air. <laughs> you, you you could I'd be more okay with a red card tonight because he got clowned and megged by a Cardiff player than I am with him getting a red card in a game that matters, diving in the box, trying to do some crap. Yeah, no, I get that. Show and me when it matters. I, point, counterpoint. I yeah. get it. You know, like, I, I don't think... But yeah, sure, play him tonight. Well, and what you don't have put to, it back in the lineup. Both, um, both strategies are, are geared towards a way of getting him motivated, right? Like, is it, one's, one's much more of an external motivation and one's more of an internal motivation. One's more of a coddling, like, hey, let me take you, put my arm around your shoulders. The other one is get in there. Do it. Show me and be the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you have, and like that's part of being a coach is, and that's Cal yeah. doesn't have an easy job figuring out what motivates people, whether they're internally or externally motivated, and like in life, you know, it's not it's not easy. I agree. It's a lot easier to sit here in the parking lot. <laughs> you know, I heard a podcaster recently say, you know, we do a podcast about soccer. There's nobody podcasting about what we mess up in our podcast. So I can respect that. You know, it's a hard job. Yeah. And there you go. Until you're up there with 7,000 paying customers judging what you do and talking about it on the radio. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying what I would do. Okay. If I were, if you're making me make a choice. Back to our, let's go, let's go back format. It's your turn. Back the most disappointing player for you. Amir Didich. Oh, I know. There's a blast from the past. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Gone by. Gone by game three or four, I uh, I got on his Wikipedia page uh, today because I was curious where did where did he just where did he go? He just so for those of us for those of you that haven't been listening since since day one, Amir Didich was a uh, was a big signing I think for SAFC during the offseason. He came from Sporting Kansas City or what, what's the Kansas City team? The Swope US, Park Rangers. Swope Park Rangers. He had been their starting center back for two or three years. Has won a USL championship. He was all USL best eleven. Yeah, statistically, all those all those saber metrics they throw at you. You know, he had those numbers, and he came and we gave up three goals in the first game. We gave up three goals the second game. Then he was on the bench, and then I just see something on the web that mutually part ways. So he's playing back in his native Canada or his semi-native Canada yeah. in the Canadian Premier League. Yeah, that Canadian Ottawa Premier League. What? Where is he? Um, I don't remember where he's from. I don't know whether he's in Eddie, like in Edmonton. Yeah. Aren't they the Eddies? Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't remember exactly where he is, but that's where but that's where he's playing. So the reason he's my most disappointing is because one of two things happened. Either either he quit or they get or they gave up on him because because they didn't because he just didn't have it. You know you know what I'm saying? And and that that was their fault. So if he got benched after giving up all the, after, and when you say gave up all those goals, those weren't all his fault, but a, a couple of them were, I remember. But the point being, and he didn't want to fight for his spot. That's disappointing, right? That that's 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 a that's disappointing to me that a professional doesn't want to take as much pride well, and look, take ownership of what's going on to earn to earn his spot. Just go go home and run or, home to mama. Or he just got released. Exactly. I mean, yes. Exactly. And, and we don't know what happened. Exactly. 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 But either way. Either way, biggest disappointment to me. There yeah. it is. Yeah, best 11 player, released after two weeks. That's a good call. And that goes to my expectations that I talked about in my opening statement, right? That's evidence of my where my expectations were at. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. I mean, this guy is going to – and, like, the first couple of games, you could tell that he was very skilled with the ball and distribution and stuff like that. We just gave up a lot of goals. Who's going to get blamed for that? The guys, your, your big, your big, you know, your big paid center back. Well, speaking of tangents, yeah, and you're going off on the money. I like that. Okay. Uh, 
You know, isn't a big part of coaching getting the most out of your players? Yes, for sure. And I'm not going to state the obvious, but uh, if he goes from best 11 to released in two weeks, we don't know. But, hmm. It definitely. I think that coaching can make a big difference for motivation. It has the optics. That's a, that's a word that the kids are using these days, right? It has the optics of a bust up, doesn't it? It has the optics of, of personalities not um, getting along and there being some kind of blow up. With, and with, I have zero evidence to back that up. It just has the optics of that. Does that make sense? I don't know what it is, but I was uh, just reading a, an article about the MLS's San Jose Earthquakes, and they've gone from 22 points last place in the league last year to playoff contention this year. They're in the playoffs right now in right. the MLS midseason. And that, what do they do? Their roster is the same roster, and they change their coach. And if this guy comes in, I'm not saying it's Powell's fault. I'm implying it, but I don't know. You there's, know? there's too I much parity in a league like this to to put up with that kind of stuff that could potentially <sighs> just be just be absolutely detrimental. How do you explain it? Maybe you just didn't like San Antonio, you know? <laughs> I've got, I've moved places and just not liked it. I get it. It's I possible. get it. I get it. All right, so that was my okay. most disappointing after. So give, give me something. All right, our next category, our last category for our two listener questions is... Oh, so we're done with most disappointing. Yeah. All right, you gave me oh. Barnby and I gave you Did It. I got a little... I've got another one. Sure. Do but end it, end, it, end it on this last one. Just a little one because I was really excited about Lance Lang at last season. He came in. He did a good job. Lang's my third. And I'd love to see him... We, he did some great things. He could bend a ball in. He was kind of like the Barnby of last year that left me wanting more. And then this year he's just fallen off the map and he doesn't play. So uh, I know he's been hurt some, yeah. but it's disappointing. Yeah, I have Lang slash Gomez. Play, same, yeah, same position, different side. Um, well, and they both got hurt. They both came in with some very high praise and promise. And we saw it from Gomez. Wait, wait, I did Lance Lang. So do you want to talk about Gomez? Sure, I'll, I'll be real brief because we've, you know... Um, I didn't now didn't come in with the same hullabaloo as Lang and Didich. Like when they signed him, I was like, I never heard of this guy. I don't know where he came from, anything like that. And then we talked at the beginning of the season, like maybe after games five or six, is Gomez too good for our team? Yeah. Right? And like we weren't joking around. Like he was he was doing really good things. He just looked like a complete player. And right? then and then maybe the last two or three games before he got hurt, the fire was gone. The the um I'll split it with you. The um the uh the um, yeah. same Machissimo wasn't there. Yeah. He wasn't carrying himself the is same it, way, and then he got hurt. Is it strange to say that sometimes you see an injury coming? Is that a thing? Oh, wow. I, you're, you're throwing something out there. I don't want to <laughs> ask Alex, friend of the pod, but, you know, he just... There's some players that you see it coming in a couple weeks. It's like, well, they've been playing like that for two weeks now, and now they're hurt. Like, Oh, like he's – you're not saying that, like, he's he's thrown it. You're no, saying that, I'm saying that he, he's just worn down and something's changed, and we see it in his body language, but they may not see it because they're looking – they need him. They need him. They want him. he's playing. Yep, 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 and yep. then he goes down because he's just worn – like you said, worn out, overused, and he was working his tail off. No, he was – he was – for a couple he, months. I know. He was great. He, he was great. But, and so maybe that's unfair, but it's the last in my list. And, you know, we threw it together. I'm sure there, I'm sure there are fans of SAFC that are fans like we are that could let us know um, what their best and worst, what their most superlative. And, you know, yes. Oh, we'll put that on the Facebook. You know, I don't remind see why me. not. Yeah. Remind me to do that. Okay. I will when All I right. post this. All right. What else, we, what else are we talking about? Biggest surprise for the year for you. And you get first pick. First choice. Um... 
My biggest surprise is our record. Oh yeah, my, my biggest <laughs> surprise is our record. I did not think we would have this few points at this point in time. Okay. There we go. It's quick to the point, but that's what it is. Especially when I drafted them in our MLS slash USL Fantasy League, and they dropped into the end of the second round, and I was like, yes, SAFC, they're going to dominate, and I'm going to own them, and they're going to win this championship for me. And I'm very surprised that I wasn't right. <laughs> I like being right, you know? You're not wrong. Okay. You're not okay. wrong. Season's not over. Season's not over. Can I give you a quick positive and a quick negative? Please. My positive surprise is definitely Jose Gallegos. If you had told me I dare you to pick the best player in high school soccer and put him on this team and see if he gets a minute this year, much less goes in a game, much less starts, much less scores, and looks good. Wow. Like, I'm going to, like, the local high school kids now have hope. He was not part of my expectations heading into the season, but he is now. He wasn't even <laughs> on the roster. He was playing high was school not. soccer when we came to our first SAC That's game right. this year. For well, Central the Central Catholic. Catholic season may have been over already, but he may have been playing in, like, all-star games or something like that. Playoffs, state championship game, maybe, because yeah, they won sure. the title. For sure. Okay, my negative disappointment is Billy Forbes, because when he got signed by Phoenix, my brother and sister live in Phoenix, and I was so, dist not distraught, but like, oh, you're going to love this guy. He's amazing. Best player I really hoped he'd go to MLS, goes to Phoenix, which is like, all right, fair enough. That's cool. Man, we sign him the next year. So he went from SA to Phoenix for one year, disappoints in Phoenix, comes home. I'm ready for like, all right, Billy's back in his groove. Maybe he missed his girlfriend. Maybe he missed the Mexican food. Maybe he missed the hot weather. I don't know. Billy went to college in Texas, so right. maybe he missed Texas. And he's come back, and he's just been a, an up-and-down player, a, a player that is – Sometimes well, we, let's be honest, more disappointing, more down than up, right? Yes, considering that two years ago he was electric and a match winner. Yes. And I was expecting the match-winning Billy Forbes of old, and I hope we get it because last week— We've seen glimpses. We have. Yep. It's, it's still in there. Yep. He made, I, the he made the USL Team of the Week. He sure did. Yep. But I hope that that is another thing we can see is more of the good Billy Forbes. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for our listener questions? Um, yes, we have a couple of uh, carryovers, yes, from uh, from our listener question from uh, last podcast, yeah? Why don't I ask you the first one? You can ask me the second. Okay, Does that sure. sound good? Yeah. Oh. You know, which, yeah, I'm going to let you. What formation do you think best suits the strength of our players? I don't mind this 3-4-3 three, three because it enables Barnby to attack more as a wingback, but I'm not convinced it's the right fit for the players we have. Clayton... What formation do you think best fits this team? We, we could ramble about this, obviously, because we talk about this a lot, and I'm just going to try to keep it as succinct as possible. Um, one of my superlative players that I thought about doing, or my best, is, is Yarrow, Green, Akon as a back three. And I have them collectively as the three-headed one monster. And we've only seen that, what, maybe the last three or four games? I think and where it's a true back three true since Pekka's, back three, since Pekka's been games. back, yes, right? So, two or three games. Okay. They, they were in my argument for most superlative collectively as a back three, just from what I've seen. So, so I'm trying to keep things positive and remember the good things, and that's obviously the good stuff that we played recently. 
is the foremost in my mind. So with, with those guys as a back three, and we still haven't been able to figure out what they're doing in the midfield with everybody kind of rotating around and ending up on the <laughs> flank and overloading on a flank yeah. and stuff. So those three have been a constant, and they've been good, in my opinion. Can I – I'm worried, Clayton. Tell I me. agree 100%, but I don't like setting up a team as a coach – where you have three players for three positions, uh, yeah. and if any of, and even if Pekka gets hurt, which means four players, any of the back three or Pekka gets hurt, who replaces them? Right, is Fenwick <laughs> coming on and playing? In the, we didn't have our. Uh, you know, we never saw Johnny Fenwick in a three-man back line. <laughs> so, so maybe that's what Johnny Fenwick has been missing. In my breakfast taco rating that I was going to do, from zero to five breakfast tacos per player. Uh, my scale started with Johnny Fenwick as zero breakfast tacos. But let's keep it positive. Talk to me about the formation. Answer that question. You're saying yes. I'm saying where we're at right now with that kind of 3-4-3 with those three as as the back three, that is fitting it towards the personnel and I think it's the best fit for our personnel right now. So so if that kind of answers the questions. I'm with you. And And I'm with you on right now. They've tried a lot of things... But the last two or three games, you know what I have seen is a. There were some games where it looked like we had five attackers and five defenders, and they were locked in like foosball players, and all they could do is spin yep. and move left and right ten yards and spin and kick the ball. That was a thing. You're and right. that's not fun. That for me is not soccer. Yeah. I like space, and finding space for good players. And with those three and with Pekka, there's four guys that in a when the turd hits the fan you know that those four can put out a fire and they've done it successfully you don't go oh no even if everyone else is bombing forward it really frees up the other six six guys to do what they want to do a little bit more right and that freedom and safety at the same time is good there's been so much experimentation this is this looks like the winning formula right now you well, know what I'm saying we're both we're kind of saying the same things and I know ideally you're saying ideally I'd like to see this but until we see it, it's hard to it's hard to disagree with what's what's with, with what's working right now. No, right? I don't know what ideal I'd like to see. Oh, okay. I'm saying I agree with you. Oh, okay. And this frees up the attackers while making me more comfortable than I've been in a long time. Because when it's the back four and you've got those same three players plus Barnby or plus Lang or, or El Rudo if he comes back. Oh, he was you know Elias Hernandez. Moises Hernandez, Moises, sorry. Yes. He was one of my possible uh, disappointment because I think he'd make the team better. I know. Not because I don't like how he plays, because I think we've missed him. But the results have been the results have been mixed while he's been good, gone. And the results were mixed while he was there, you know. But he is he he. I like for him. every El Rudo moment he has, he has some very solid good moments. There's been a lot of moments in the last two months where I wished we had El Rudo Hernandez to go pop somebody in the head with a shoulder. I get it. Someone, someone's got to stick a foot in. Clayton. Right, and Pekka's, Pekka's kind of taken, but he doesn't do it with the same panache that El Rudo does. No, he does the same with the, the I, same, uh, the same gusto. Is that the? Uh, hey, every team. Is that the puto way to say it? Every team needs somebody who the other team's afraid of. I gotcha. And ain't nobody on our team doing that right now. All right, but uh, yeah. Do we have another question, or we are, we, are we ending with that? We do. Okay. You're supposed to ask me, Sergio. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right I have there. to piece together, to piece together our sheet. This is this is the way magic that sheet is made. that sheet S H E E T. No, on the bottom. Oh, that's right. They were on the bottom. Um, this is from uh, loyal listener Sergio. <clears throat> um, Same guy that asked the prior question, right? Nope. Friend of the pod, Alex. Oh, Alex. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. 
Um, do you think the manager, Powell, in parentheses, uh, comes back next year? Matthew? Ooh, the answer is comes back. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, do, would I bring him back or should he come back? But the answer is, do I think he does? Yeah, so like, what your thoughts and what you would do is totally irrelevant. What do you think Sports Entertainment is going to do? I think so. And I think because of the last month, and not because of anything more than the kids, Clayton, I think this team is seeing that, you know what? There's like going to be 100 high school players in there tonight watching those kids play that came to watch their teammates and their moms and dads. And Powell has a rapport with them, and Powell has... Powell, I don't know if you know, but he came up in the Orlando City uh, Academy program. Yes. He coached kids for the longest time. Right. I think he's done a great job integrating the kids. Oh, I see what you're saying. He and knows... So, he knows... He, he, he links... He links the younger to the to the older. We're for the listeners who don't know, we're one of the only USL teams that has a full development academy that is fully paid for. You do not pay to play in this right. academy. And, and Welshman, Welshman Nick Nick Evans. I wonder if he was instrumental in getting Cardiff to come here. I somehow doubt it. But Welshman Nick Evans runs the the youth club, right? But I'm sure Powell has a lot of say in what's going on. And don't you think? For sure, but let's talk about that. Like, pay to play means, oh, you want to come play in for SAFC and you're 17, you pay four grand a year. You know, it's not $100 like registration for. This is travel money, right. this is uniform money, coach money, and to offer that. And I think Powell links it. I think that this team is going to pivot because Tim Holt was on the SAFC official podcast this week that I listened to. And you I sent that to me. To. You, you did. And he mentioned specifically the youth movement, the kids, and he said, you know, but you know what impressed me? He said, when we pick this team name, they pick San Antonio because we want to represent the community. And like, if you want to represent the community, there's nothing representing the community better than four high school kids from this city playing on the field. For sure. On this team. So what this team's going to pivot to have a lot more of that. They're showing that they they're showing they belong, aren't they? They're the they're the they're Spurs Sports and Entertainment. The San Antonio Spurs are very much about the community. If you know anything about the way their basketball team is run, uh, there's no more uh, Sweet Pea Lloyd Daniels. There's no more Rod Strickland's. You know when uh, Greg Popovich took over, and, the, and I'm going to kind of take the hot potato from you. Spurs Sports and Entertainment. They don't make knee jerk reactions on trades. They don't make knee jerk reactions on signings. They don't make knee jerk reactions on coaches. How Greg Popovich has been the coach for the San Antonio Spurs for like 20 years, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and I don't know what the exact number is, but it's not far from that. So there's going to have to be some kind of major problem. You know what I'm saying? They like consistency. They like, uh, just like you're talking about, they like a, a bridge. Like, like I'm sure Popovich follows a lot what goes on with the NBDL team or whatever, the Developmental League team in Austin, you know, like hands-on He's approach. got Becky Hammond coaching the Summer League. Yes, she exactly. Knows the way. Yes, and we bring up our own. We take care of our own. Development. Yep, there you go. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with you. Agree. Um, despite I, the results, though, like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think whether we make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs has anything to do. And, and it's not one of those ones where they're going to let the players run the asylum. This is the USL, right? <laughs> so like, if it's a Barnby, if it comes down between Barnby and Powell, if there's some kind of bust up between them. Powell's going to win that, right? Like, Well, didn't someone in your section that sits very near you, maybe even in your seat, recently yell, there's 25 of them and only one of you, coach? Yeah, I did. That was me. That was me. <laughs> and do you believe that statement? Or that, you just, that was you me. Just sticking the fork in the coach when he's well, hurting? Well, I... I just sticking I, the dead horse. No, you're, you're, uh, you're countering my... You're making the counterpoint, which I said. I, I, it's a lot to easier answer to the question, to, to answer the question, I think he's coming back. I think it's going to take something really, really bad to happen for him not to be back. Well, let me year. ask you the, the hot potato question then. Do you agree with that? 
yes. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because if we're talking about why we do this and we care about what happens in the community, uh, somebody that cares about the developmental, the development of young players, and we've seen this much growth and this much like trying to get kids involved and stuff like that that may not traditionally get to get involved. Uh, that can't be. That's nothing but a good thing, right? For soccer in San Antonio. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's great to see that. Like, I coached high school for seven years, Clayton. A dude walked off the high school fields and into this team and scored a goal, right? Yeah. Scored a real goal in a real game against grown men. Yeah. A high school junior. Yeah. From Central. Clayton, you played Right, there against... was none of this prima donna where we're like, oh, if he doesn't come from the right stock or he doesn't come from the right transfer, well, then we're not ag- going to play him. You played against Central Catholic in high school, correct? Yes. Did you score against Central Catholic? I did. Were you all better than Central Catholic? For the most of the time, yes. So at some point, you could have been Jose freaking Gallegos if this existed 20 years ago. And, like, that excites oh, me. Oh, man, now you're making me sad. That excites about... me, Clayton. No, it you're... should. I should. Charlie... Exactly. exactly. Don't be selfish. Charlie That's can right. grow up, turn 16... And go from the Heights Mules or wherever he goes to high school, and have and if he's scoring thirty-two goals a year like you did, he could walk on this team and play professional soccer. No, that's positive. That's pretty fuck it. That's a pretty good way. Freaking awesome. Hey, that's a good way to end this on some positivity. Let's go watch some. Uh, let's go watch some Cardiff versus our San Antonio FC. Free kick question. Oh, we're doing free kicks. Free kick question. Okay. Who do you think is gonna win tonight? A team in the second division, the championship of USL, which ties into our last podcast question. And the USL Championship, the second division of America. I'm not going to go so far as to say there's some kind of arrangement to let us win, but but I mean we have we we should win for every for all the reasons you just mentioned. We're in the middle of our season. We're playing in front of our home fans. This is the first thing they've done. Some of these guys are probably just coming off the beach in Ibiza or whatever. You, you know, know who the, the last Greek? team they played was. Uh, Man- Manchester City or someone, someone like that. Exactly. I was going to make up a team and act like it was true and then say Google it. But yeah. <laughs> so there's that. You know. No, this is this is something, dude. Good kudos to whoever brought them here. Is this something? Kudos. I think it is. I think it's cool. I think Can it's I very cool. Can I point out the number of fans that were over here in the tailgate? Like, what a good couple hundred Cardiff City fans. A, a I don't know if they're Cardiff City, but they're all wearing blue, and they're the fans. Bluebirds. They're the Bluebirds. Oh, they were, those were Cardiff uniforms. Yeah, 100%. for sure. Okay. You have any free kicks? I don't, man. I don't. I'm ready to go watch some soccer, dude. And hey, why don't we? Uh, let people know where they can find us, Matt, because we got all kinds of things going on, right? We got business cards, Clayton. Yeah, yeah. And ho- hopefully not a pending lawsuit about this Spurs logo <laughs> on here, but we're going to see. We're going to ride I've that I've got train. my fingers crossed. No <laughs> cease and desist letters coming from uh, Spurs Sports and Entertainment. Twitter is at Puro S-A-F-C, P-U-R-O-S-A-F-C. The Facebook is Puro Space S-A-F-C. The Gmail is Puro S-A-F-C at gmail.com. The Podbean for the podcast online is PutoSAFC.podbean.com. Yeah, there's not a lot of PutoSAFCs. If people there. if people want to find us, they can find us, Matt. And if, <laughs> if they don't find us, we're gonna go we're gonna go hand them something and let them know where we can where they can find us. <laughs> Cheers to the second half of the year, bud. It's All right, been guys. Good. Yeah, it's a good stuff. second half. Yeah. Nice.